Hey, I am uh, Riley Drongason. Um, I'm the hitting coordinator here at Optimum Athletes in Sacramento, California. And I'm Sam Strosiak. I am a hitting data intern here at Optimum Athletes. And we're going to talk to you a little today about the hitting philosophy here at Optimum. Um, going right into the hitting philosophy, um, I think it's incredibly important that people know exactly what we're about here. Um, I think it's really easy for things to get lost in the shuffle. I think it's really, really important that we have a clear direction moving forward um, and we know exactly what we're about here. Uh, so to kind of dictate to that to you guys, um, I think the first thing that our hitting philosophy uh, is really about is there's a, there's a ton of variability. Um, we're mixing in, we're mixing in different angles for the machines. We're mixing different bats, different weights in. Um, Whatever type of variable that we could throw at a guy, we're gonna try and throw it at him. And we're, we and we're never doing the same, uh, the same games, the same drills, like two days in a row. We're always mixing it up, always trying to make guys more competitive with one another. And uh, yeah. Exactly. Um, that being said, uh, those variables are going to be at or above game speed. I've thought for a long time that it's pretty ridiculous that baseball is the only sport that I can think of that practices below game speed. The 45 mile an hour BP fastball right down the middle, the underhanded flips, the T work. Um, for a long time, it seemed pretty ridiculous to me. And I, I, just learning from the, the really, really impressive hitting coaches that I've got to be around, um, just learning that good BP happens at or above game speed. Um, anything to add to that? Yeah, and it's like if you're gonna go out and, and play a game, you wanna you wanna have that preparation where you're practicing at game speed because if you're practicing below game speed, you're gonna get to the game and you're not gonna be ready to to perform. So that's why practicing um, at game speed or even above game speed is is the best way to uh, to get yourself ready for that. And I think we do a great job of that here, making practices really more difficult than what the actual game is like. And uh, sometimes hitters don't always like that, but um, because they don't see the same kind of success that they would if they were just practicing with soft toss or off mm -hmm. a tee. So uh, sometimes they can get frustrated with that. But um, for the most part, I feel like we really like challenge hitters to grow and, uh, and get better uh, through game speed. Yeah. Two things to add to that. One, um, that's one thing that's really important is to make sure just like we were talking about it's it's important for the public to know what we're about it's really important for our players to know exactly what we're about hitting wise we need to be very upfront with them hey you won't have nearly as much success as you have in the past and that's okay and then if if we've clearly communicated our intention what we're about and and the why behind it then um and then it's totally up to the players on whether or not they're going to buy into that mm -hmm. um, and, and more often than not we see buy-in um, on the difficulty side of things. The, the other thing that I want to add to that is the most effective way to learn a new motor pattern is um, start with blocked practice. So we, we incorporate T-work into our movement prep more than anything. So T-work is not a drill. T-work is a movement prep. Hey, let's, let's see how you are moving today um, and then introduce more variability to it. So we go from a blocked practice to a randomized practice. Um, and that's where the variability comes in to things is the baseball starts moving, the baseball changes weights, um, the bats start changing weights, the pitching machine angles start changing weights, the pitch descent angles start changing. And so by 
randomizing this practice as much as we possibly can, we're learning those new motor patterns at a much quicker rate and we're retaining those motor patterns at a, at a far more successful rate than we would if we just stuck with our typical block practice. I think one of the more interesting things that we do is that we go for less swings, mm -hmm. and but we're, we're looking for higher quality swings. So you may get tired swinging uh, time after time. I know some guys go out and they take hundreds of swings in a day. Uh, we don't really believe in that. We think that you know shorter time with less swings but more high quality swings is in the end what's gonna make your swing better. Um, if you swing with a higher intent, um, you're going to end up doing that in the game rather than just taking, you know, that swing that you do hundreds of times when you go out. Um, so in the, in those one hour segment blocks that we, we come out, we emphasize, you know, the higher intent, um, the higher quality, and in, in turn, that's going to make your swing faster because you're not, you know, getting tired and teaching your swing to, to be slow. So, mm -hmm. uh, that's another thing we kind of value in, in our time here at Optimum. Anyone who's read Talent Code knows that there's a difference between kind of eyewash practice and deep practice where we're, you know, to use a buzzword, where we're myelinating, where we're, where we're causing our motor pathways to move faster and making faster and faster connections. Um, and, and that's typically if I go and take 200 swings off the day, like, yeah, I worked more than somebody else who took 50 swings off a randomized machine. But did I actually accomplish more? So I think a lot of times what we're going for is not confusing um, we're, we're not confusing activity for achievement. Right, right. I think the other thing we need to touch on too is our assessment process mm -hmm. here at Optimum because it's something that not a lot of facilities around here um, have the ability to do um, with the access to the technology and the resources that we have here. Um, we start off with uh, blast motion sensors, um, which measure um, all of your swing metrics, including like bat speed, um, like time to contact, on-plane efficiency, uh, your attack angle, things like that. Um, and then we have K-Vest, which measures uh, your posture and your rotation and uh, your sequencing throughout your swing. And then we have hit tracks, which a lot of the hitters have uh, given feedback that they really enjoy, um, where you can like visually see your hits going out. Um, it gives you uh, exit velocity and launch angle and distance. And those things really resonate with some of our hitters. Um, and I think um, our hitting process and our hitting assessments have uh, really set us apart because there's not a, a whole lot of uh, facilities that do that around the country, but uh, even less so around, around these parts here in Sacramento. So, I think the hitting assessment does two things. Um, one, it makes us not a cookie cutter approach. Um, Very individualized, yeah. Yes, so each guy's gonna have their own, um, for, to use a buzzword, each guy's gonna have their own program. Right. Um, which we'll dive into a little bit later, but um, so it, it, it individualizes things. And mm -hmm. the other thing it does um, is it takes the guesswork out of things. It gives us hard data to look at. And yeah. I think um, a lot of the old heads, when they see numbers and they see data and they see launch angle and they see um, blast metrics, bat speed, all that stuff, um, I think a lot of times it causes like this gut reaction of like, ooh, numbers, like what happened to old coaching? And we want to make perfectly clear that everyone knows where we're at as far as um, we, we take these numbers and what the numbers do for us is it takes the guesswork out. It gives us hard data in front of us and that's where we start blending coaching into it is what do we do with those numbers? Um, we look at a K-Vest uh, graph or something or other and uh, we see that a guy has slow hips or 
Um, we look at a guy's blast motion and we may think that his bat speed is good, but let's say it's registering under 60. Mm-hmm. What do we do with those numbers? And so a lot, any, any guy out there with blast motion and K-Vest can look at those numbers and say, oh, you have this. But that's where the art of coaching comes into it is how do I help address those issues? Um, and I think that's where Optimum is becoming really special and, and, and using, you know, uh, uh, Eugene Bleakerism, it's, it's 108 performances kind of like old school meets new school, um, which I, I like the thought of is, is marrying the two and, hey, let's, let's, let's kind of marry data and, and the art of baseball that we all love so much. Um, why don't you go ahead and touch on kind of one of the keys of our hitting sessions, um, and that's just competition mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, you wanna to touch on that real quick? Yeah, so every, every day we kinda, we have a different uh, competition that we're doing, whether that's just a regular two inning demo game or that's um, facing a, a pitcher from, from the major leagues, that certain style, like a Chris Sale or a Max Scherzer that's really offset. Um, we just kinda have a different challenge every day, and that forces hitters to uh, adapt and um, you know, feel out their swings a little bit. And, uh, but the competition part is really important here at Optimum because, you know, when you get into a game, you're, you're, that's all it is, is com- competing one-on-one with the pitcher. So um, just competing with your, with your fellow uh, group mates that day um, is a big part of our, uh, our philosophy here at Optimum. I think another thing we do a really good job at is being able to handicap competitions for certain guys because every mm-hmm. once in a while we'll have a group where we have a 12-year-old in with a college guy. Well, right. how do we handicap that competition? Pretty, you know, pretty simple. We either um, we're able to set a boost with hit tracks, which is really invaluable. So we're able to set a boost for the younger guy, or um, we're able to take 85% of their max exit velo. Mm-hmm. Um, for the college guy, it might be 105, uh, his max, and for the little, little guy, it might be 65. And we're able to take 85% of that, and we're able to handicap that competition. So the competition is still fierce between those guys. We, Man, uh, it gets loud over mm-hmm. in the afternoons when guys are competing against each other. And we not only, we see, we not only see better results, with when and competition brings out the best in people that's not just a saying it, it really really does um we also have a ton of fun while doing that that's mm-hmm. another thing is um i think kids have a tendency to get burned out yeah pretty quick mm-hmm. um if if baseball is not fun for them mm-hmm. um and i think that all the different drills that we do it really like um keeps it keeps it nice and loose and uh, everybody's able to enjoy a different kind of competition every single day, so it's not very mundane coming in and hitting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's huge that we're able to be so crea- like be creative with uh, the ways that we implement our competitions. Yep. Um, a Kyle Bodie tweet, you know, player development is not sexy. Um, and while I agree with that, it's, it's, it's monotonous, it's not super fun, but the results on field are incredibly fun and that's winning and that's hitting the baseball harder, that's throwing the baseball harder. Um, and so while it may get monotonous, we're trying to make it not as monotonous as possible. Um, going back and touching on something that we've kind of discussed so far is helping people. Right. Um, here at OA, we say that people are the product. Um, and I think that's incredibly important is um, Sam will take a guy aside who's having a rough day um, and he'll just go and he's, he's not just the data guy here. You know, he'll go and sit on a bench with him and, um, hey, what's going on, dude? Um, how's school going? That sort of stuff. And so when we say people are the product, we truly, truly, truly do mean that um, we're connecting with people. We can't make any swing changes until we get to know that person a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think... 
that you know reaching them as a person you got you got to be able to do that if you want to get through and make make decisions or swing adjustments for them um, that's a huge part and if they can't respect you they they won't respect your your coaching and what you have to say so I feel like being a uh, being their like big bigger brother almost is uh, is probably really really important uh, to helping them progress in in their uh, baseball abilities as well yep. And I think a lot of times data is perceived as just ones and zeros and, and the data crowd um, is just, uh, there's no coaching, there's no art to it. What happened to the old school ways? And like I said before, um, we really do try and blend the old school and the new school and, and, and just really uh, continue the art of coaching by taking the guesswork out of things. Um, and that kind of leads into our last point here is our goal is to build complete hitters, not swings, not metrics, hitters. And so uh, by starting games next week, um, I don't know if, if you know this or not, but we, uh, Optimum Athletes has two high school rosters that are gonna start playing each other. So call it a bubble league, call it what you will, but we're gonna, we're gonna start playing games against each other next week. And, and by doing that, um, in the words of one of our employees, Craig Meredith, it kind of closes the development loop. So we can train in the facility all we want and we can build this perfect swing but if you don't know how to take that into a game and right. beat a pitcher one on one, then it means absolutely nothing. So mm -hmm. right. do do with that what you want. Yeah. So um, getting into a, a competitive uh, state of mind is probably also um, really really important for these athletes. And I think um, we're going to be able to get our uh, technology out there as well. We're going to have a hitting rapsodo. Uh, we're going to be using the blast on the hitters out there too, so we can make comparisons between you know, what their swings look like in here and what they do out on the field. Um, it's going to be really invaluable to have those technologies out there to kind of evaluate guys as they're actually competing one-on-one -on -one with everyone else out there. So I'm um, really looking forward to that and seeing what, what that kind of uh, turns out to look like. And yeah, like you said, closing the loop is huge for, uh, for rounding out the entire player. So mm -hmm. really looking forward to that. Seeing the numbers from it. Um... It's going to be huge for us, but at the end of the day, it's still just a game, and uh, they're, they're hitters. They're not swings. They're not metrics, um, and like, like we said, just closing the development loop. Um, I think we're out of time. Uh, I want to thank Lucas for having us on his podcast. He does a great job with all the social media relations and, and everything like that and, and just kind of uh, advertising to the world what Optimum Athletes has to offer. Um, we know that we have a long way to go, but we right. think we're starting to do some really special things here, and we just we appreciate him having us on. And if you're interested in what we what we have to offer, come check us out. If you have any questions, just reach out to us, and, and we'll be more than happy to talk to you about it.